This is The Real Footy Podcast. Thanks for joining us to wrap up the first day of trade period for 2023. My name's Peter Ryan and I'm joined by Mark McGowan. It seems like it's come around with a rush this year, Mark, but we're here. First day of trade period. And I think it was almost the first trade to go through today. Western Bulldogs trading pick 10 and 17 to the Gold Coast in exchange for picks 4, 46, 51 and a future third round pick. We're not too worried about those latter picks, but 10 and 17 in exchange for pick 4. What's the thinking behind this? Yeah, there's also a future first round pick going from the Bulldogs across to the Suns as well. So okay, it looks on the outside a lot to pay. It's a huge amount. And, and a lot of other clubs balked at it. They, they didn't want to pay that price. But there is method to the madness. They... Obviously, move up to pick four. That's that's a big part of it. The, mm. Clearly, the top end of this year's draft is significantly better than even the next tier. Yep. Now, the second part of that, though... So just a couple of players there. Nick Watson's the one that's been touted to be he of is, interest to he them, is. but Nick there'll be a few forward. others. Um, Riley Sanders, uh, Dersma. Colby McKercher. Yep. All these sorts of guys. There's yep. a really promising crop right there at the top. But the second part of this deal and, and the thinking behind what the dogs are doing is around Jordan Croft. Now, this is a name guys are going to hear a lot of, people are going to hear a lot more about in mm. the coming weeks. He's a really tall kid, 200 centimetres now. He's a father-son prospect for the Western Bulldogs. He's yet to nominate though. But this move would suggest that he's given a pretty fair indication behind the scenes that he plans to nominate. And, and whose son? He's, he's Matthew pick. Croft's son. He is. Yeah, yeah. 186-game <clears throat> Bulldog back in the day. Yeah. Um, had a really solid career. And Jordan is, at this stage, a first-round prospect. A forward or a defender? He's a forward. Mm. Um, he's played a little bit of back in his junior career, but he's predominantly a forward who can also go into the ruck at, at 200 centimetres. He actually finished fourth in the two-kilometre time trial wow. at the draft combine. And this is a guy who's 200 centimetres. That, yeah, that's the new breed, isn't it? We've got Sam Darcy and him and Jamara Hagen. They've just had people coming out of there, you know, where you know what, to uh, get to the Bulldogs as academy and father-son picks. So that's interesting. That's it is. Good, and, and, and then Gold Coast, what will Gold Coast do with picks 10, 17 and a future? Well, not a future first, but picks 10 and 17. I think pick 10, just to start with, Clubs have operated on the assumption that this deal was happening weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so they've already begun behind the scenes, even though the trade period officially starts today. There's, there's certainly been mm. stuff going on well before this. And that 10 will be sent again somewhere. Uh, Melbourne and North Melbourne are two clubs that have already expressed interest in moving up to that 10. And from the Gold Coast perspective, it's about them getting more draft points yep. to be able to match bids for their academy prospects. They've got Jed Walter, who's a really promising key forward, Ethan Reed, a ruckman, Jake Rogers, a, a sort of nuggety little midfielder, and, and also Will Graham. So four guys in the top 30. Yeah, going to uh, be coached by Damien Hardwick, whose timing is impeccable. And now we'll just go with another pick swap. We love pick swaps. I love just watching what happens to a pick throughout the trade period. It goes from... You know, this club to that club, where's that club bolo for a bit, and then goes to that club bolo. It's like got, a Bunnings voucher. Yeah, exactly. Looking to become Fremantle and Port Adelaide pick swap 23 for a future first and second round pick. Tell me tell me what's going on here. Uh, they, they've made this deal, Port Adelaide, purely because they have to get more draft capital in. Yep. They're obviously looking to get Asava Radigalia, Jordan Sweet, and Brandon Zerk Thatcher in. Yep. To do that, and we know that they obviously paid a heavy price for Jason Horn Francis 12 months ago. So their cupboard is a little bit bare. Mm. Um, so they're loading up a little bit there. And 
It's going to be a really big nine days for Port Adelaide. And it seems like it's an annual event for them right yeah. now. The last few years, they've been very much in the thick of this uh, this period and yeah. this time of the year. And they're still knocking on the door of Ivan Soldo from Richmond, they even are. though he's a required player and Richmond don't seem to have any inclination to let him go. Now, we'll go to a player for a pick. Tom Duday chose to go to Brisbane as a restricted free agent, which meant Adelaide could have matched his offer. They chose not to pretty much straight away. And we know that Duday got a uh, longer-term offer from, I think it was four years, from Brisbane. And Adelaide had reduced their deal significantly after he did his knee. Um, Second time as well. Yeah, that's right. Both knees now. Yeah. Um, So as a result of that, the AFL have given compensation at the end of the first round. So they get pick 19 for Tom Duday. Jeez, he's saying that with an interesting tone there. Well, he's done two knees, and I like Tom Duday. He's a Lara boy, and he's been a really good player. He was a potential captain before Jordan Dawson arrived, but he won't play until the back half of next year. They've got another three years after that. Yet they get a the same as and I know this the AFL hate me saying this because I know it doesn't work like this but the same pick that Hawthorne got for Buddy Franklin all those years back I, I hate it I hate the compensation not I don't so mind much the Tom Duday and I the just AFL's got no no flexibility but it just it makes me laugh well I, that's why I just don't think we should have compensation for free agency I'd like to see it wiped I know there's logic behind it and a theory they don't want the you know the bottom sides to get gutted but. Of their best talent. Why is why work. is the pick so high? Because Matt Flynn got a end of second round, was it? And so did James Jordan, and they're not superstars. No disrespect either, and they're getting pretty significant compensation. Is there something that's different this year? It's no. It's it, look. It's it's basically. I mean, it, we all know it's the herbs and spices. Everyone yeah. talks about that, but generally, it's age gets taken into account, length of contract, yep. and also the amount per year. Yeah, um, and so I'll tell you something that interesting that the AFL told us last week, which was that. They do uh, a ranking of every contract and they allocate points based on what the contracts were at the start of last year. I think it's April the 1st or April. And then the deals that they get in for these players now, even for deals that have had an up, so in real terms they've gone up because of the upswing in the CBA. So it means that they're comparing what they were going to be paid last year with what they're likely to be paid this year with an inflationary wage situation. So it's easier for clubs to get higher compensation for losing a player this season than it will be in any other season, I reckon. Oh, look, and it's a, it is a really good result for the Crows. There's no doubt about yep. it. it. They already are pretty thin down back, so they wouldn't be thrilled. They did want to keep him ideally, but the fact that they can get pick 19 in now They've got a decent little hand there, 9, 19, 22, 25. Mm. Either they're going to bring in four really good kids in yeah. a draft that probably drops off a bit after that, or they've got a pretty decent hand there to be able to make a move. And they'll get McAdam. They'll get something back for him when he goes to Melbourne as well. Now, the other one, which is a 35-year-old, big North Melbourne ruckman <laughs> who's played more than 300 games for the Kangas, Todd Goldstein, officially joining Essendon. The paperwork's gone through. What do you think of that? They've got Sam Draper there and they've got Nick Bryan. What do you think of that move? Yeah, look, it's interesting. We, we know Sam Draper's had some issues with his groin and I think it's sort of well established that they don't feel that Nick Bryan is quite ready yet to yep. step into a, a, a really serious role. Goldie's still playing some really good footy and mm. I think he showed that this year even though he was pushed clearly to number two behind Tristan Sherry. Um, clearly feels like he's got some footy left in him. Um, he slots in there whether as cover for Sam Draper or certainly 
he could play in the same side. Yeah. Um, yeah. He reunites with Brad Scott. And, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting move, as long as he doesn't fall off a cliff, which we do see sometimes happening at that age. Yeah, well, he'll be fine because the hangar's fairly landlocked. There's not many cliffs around there, mate. And I'm not going to give you a laugh at that. <laughs> no, that's great. And the fact is, he's played at least 19 games in each of the past 13 Very seasons, yep. except for 2020 when there was only 17 games, and he played every game. So, yeah, he's durable. Uh, no cliffs. He'll be fine. You've come prepared, Pete. Well, actually, I do do my research every Sunday night. Uh, Lockie Schiltz trade request. Now this came out of the blue. Mick Gleeson was a little bit aware of this when it was potentially going to happen. Um, Fremantle apparently, can you take me through this? He had a trigger mm. but he hasn't exercised that trigger and now Colin would have come in and said, we want you Lockie Schultz and he's gone to Fremantle and said, I want to be traded. Is that correct? Well this is the interesting thing about it. He, he's been delisted in the past as well. Right. So it makes him a free agent. Really? which is what is a fascinating part of this whole scenario. Um, we know a couple of years ago, Hawthorne came hard for him. And yeah. at the time, he, he elected to stay. Mm. Um, but when he was delisted, he, he was genuinely a fringe player in yeah. that side. Yeah. And he rebounded after that and became a really integral member of that forward line. Yeah. Um, He's so a really likable player, as in if you're watching Fremantle ever, you think Lockie Schultz is a goer. Mm. And you really have respect for the fact the way he plays, gets up and down the ground and he's mm. hard. Um, and he kicks, he's a goal kicker too. Yeah. Like he's averaging more than a goal a game, well and truly. Yeah. Um, and I think you look around the comp and they're not easy to find. No. Everyone thinks you can just find a little guy, chuck him up there. But as we've seen, you, a lot of the time it's only one or the other. They can kick goals, but their defensive pressure isn't great, vice versa. He can do both. Collingwood's forward line, I mean, it's a good coup for Collingwood. Would you be worried if you're Jack Ginnivan? I'd be worried about that for a few guys there. That suddenly becomes a real logjam because mm. look at Bobby Hill. Mm. After what he did in the in the grand final, he's not going anywhere. He's a regular now and um, he's suddenly going to be a real premium for spots. And does it tell us anything about the Taylor Adams, which I know we'll get onto as one of the more important trade deals? We mm. said he, he requested a trade. Collingwood indicated today they're going to not necessarily just make it easy for mm. Sydney to get him through the door, but... You'd imagine with Lockie Schiltz indicating he wants to come to the Magpies, they'd be pretty much going to get that Adams deal done. Well, I think you saw it. we've seen them all roll through today for the mm. first day every year. Mm. Every club has their say on the mm. on the first day, on the first morning. Um, they all say they're going to talk tough and they're, yeah. and they're they're not going to they're not going to let this happen. We all know this deal is going to get done. Yeah. And if I'm Collingwood. Yes, I've got to say the right things publicly because I don't want to lose value on Taylor Adams. But let's not kid ourselves. This is a 30-year-old who's had persistent soft tissue issues in his career. Um, Still played 20 games each he, of those seasons he, he and was a contributor. He did, but let's let's not kid ourselves either. He's been pushed out of that midfield. He's yep. playing mostly across half forward now and mm. chipping in a little bit more in the midfield at times. But there's a guys like Finlay McRae. And, yeah, and it works for all parties, doesn't it? It does. It works for Taylor Adams if he gets a three-year deal when he's got one year left on his contract. Mm. He'd be mad not to consider it. It would have been tough for him to leave Collingwood because he's a heart and soul player. He's also going back to Sydney where he started his career as in the Giants. Absolutely. He's, been, he's familiar with Sydney. Yeah, and he knows that Tom Mitchell did his job this year mm. and played really well in the granny. And also Finn McRae, as you say, and I think Josh Carmock is another player. There's Dead Allen, all these sorts of guys. Yeah. There's, there's, so, they've so, got players in depth. Yeah. Brody Grundy, an ex-Collingwood player who had a stop-off at Melbourne for a year, obviously didn't work out. What's the latest on that? 
Yeah, look, they, they've started speaking, Melbourne and Sydney. Um, very preliminary is mm. the way it's been described. Um, look, I can't imagine it's going to be one that's probably done tomorrow or the no. next day. This, it might drag out a little bit. Um, Collingwood did confirm on the record, which I think we've, we've reported in the past here at The Age, that they will not and have not tried to get out of that um, scenario where they were paying a bit of his contract. No. That deal was clearly made with Brody Grundy. It wasn't made specifically with Melbourne. Yeah, so exactly. Sydney, they're either going to get Melbourne to pay some of that if they need to, or they're going to take the, you know, the, the full chunk. Well, it'll be interesting because the trade value that Grundy might have where I think they Melbourne handed over pick 20 or something because they were, Colin was prepared to pay a mm. proportion of his wage. That will be determined by how much Sydney pay, which I think they'll take most, if not all, of his four years left on his contract from Melbourne and hand over a mediocre pick, you know, 30, 25, whatever it is. Um, but I don't think you should be too... What's the word? Too surprised by the pick. If it's if it's a high pick, as in up towards thirty, then take it as read that Sydney's playing a significant part of his contract. If it's a lower one, then you know that they're sharing the money. Sydney's picks at this stage, for everyone listening, 20, beyond eleven, clearly eleven will not be there. Mm. But after eleven, we've got twenty-four, thirty-two, forty-five, and fifty-three. Mm. You so could make it as a uh, Kino caller <laughs> with that sort of. Time. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, 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 desperate times down the track. Take whatever <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can get. Well, I actually once did that. Now, Paddy Dow, <laughs> uh, he wants to get to St Kilda. He does. Going to the uh, club who has a list boss that actually recruited him in Steve Silvani. He was in fine form this morning as well. He was in he? a good a mood, good Soss. Absolutely. Paddy Dow, what's he, what should he cost for uh, the Saints? Very little. Yeah, I would think so too. I mean, I, I think you'd assume there'll be some sort of late pick. I yeah. don't think it'll be a delisted free agent. No, he won't, he's not going to I think there's going, going to, to be a trade. Yeah. It's not going to be much, though. I mean, let, let's not kid ourselves again. I know I keep saying that, using yeah. that exact phrase, but Paddy got into that side late in the year, played some good footy, but yeah. he also fell back out. Yeah, you didn't he, play He's very finals. much a fringe player in that side. Yeah. Yes, you don't want to lose him, and he did show some improvement this year, but he's not a serious They love him at Carlton, and they won't make it hard for him to get to St yeah. Kilda, but... Yeah. They'll also want some sort of compensation. Of course. Uh, now, Ben Mackay, the North Melbourne defender, obviously nominated Essendon. Not sure if the paperwork's gone through. Everyone expects that to happen. Uh, how long's the deal you asked that question this morning? Six years. So we, we've mentioned that a few yeah, times. Right. And it's been talked about across the industry. You never know unless you were the one right in front on that contract. But yeah. the talk around was six years around that 750 mark yeah, on wow. average across the six years. So... Whether that triggers it, we're about to find out. But I think most people suspect that they're going to get picked through. I'll be very surprised if North Melbourne don't get picked through as compensation. I think everyone would be. Yeah. And North Melbourne have also said that if they didn't get picked through as compensation, they're prepared to match whatever Essendon's offering. Do you believe that? Uh, Yeah, I believe that they would match it, but I think they'd be thinking, gosh. Essendon's not handing over pick eight. I can't see that happening. No, no way. But, uh, But North might just think... You know, we have to do something. Now, we'll move move on to the listener questions. First one we've got is related to North Melbourne. It's from Paul, who's keen for some updates on North strategy. Are we going to have to use, we being North Melbourne, use picks for Fisher and Stevens? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, you, you, you have to. Yeah. Um, first off, I mean, look, Stevens is uncontracted, yep. so that makes things a little bit easier. And there always is the option of a pre-season draft in those scenarios, but mm. I don't 
think we'll be going down that, no. that track. They're offering four years to Stevens. So yeah. they're serious about him. Yeah, I imagine loving. there's going to be a deal get done. But without a doubt, Fisher has two years to run. So they have to use a pick on that. Now, it's going to be interesting to see whether they... The Blues, I think the Blues indicated they're fairly interested in future picks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. They know they've got pretty tight for yep. these spots this year. So they might be more keen on, on what North have got to offer in the future. And the uh, listener also, Paul, from Barracks for North Melbourne, have the club gone cold on Riley Sanders? There's obviously a lot of that discussion that you broke that story that they were trying to get some sort of deal to get him in the door as part of their assistance package. Have they gone cold on him or what's the story there? Oh, I don't think they've gone cold on him. They'd love no. to get him. Yeah. The, the problem is their picks, they're going to have two, three, and then perhaps 14. Yeah. Um, I think some of those might get swapped in this trade period coming up, but... Riley Sanders doesn't slot into any of those parts yeah, of the draft. Yeah, right. He sort of sits somewhere around that probably six, seven, eight. Yep. So if North were to use an early pick on him, they'd probably be going a bit too early. Yep. And 14, he's certainly not going to be there. Maybe going... they can trade up the order. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Is his nickname Colonel? We can call, <laughs> Do you want to call him that now? <laughs> nice and original from you, Pete. No. Well, I just thought of it then. It's great. You just thought of it. Incredible. Will we trade up for pick one? Again, Paul from North Melbourne. Will North trade up and get West Coast pick one, which would obviously get them Harley Reid? I reckon there's a good chance, Pete. I don't know yeah. about you, but the way we're looking at it, I, I wrote a piece last week um, just looking at the, the permutations of how that pick one could change hands. And I think the logic here is they're not going to part with two and three to get to one. That's just too much. But that pick two would allow West Coast to still get Daniel Curtin, a WA prospect who's very highly rated. Yep. And they might be able to use that 14 and now 20 instead of 19. Now with that due day compensation pushing it back, could potentially be swapped to get number 10 off Gold Coast. And then 2 and 10 could become a pretty juicy offer for West Coast. So they can again, like they did last year, split that top pick and bring in two really good prospects instead of just one. Because as we know, they're quite thin on talent. That was fantastically explained, and I'm going to have to listen back to that to make sense of how they're going to get big one. Because <laughs> our numbers stuff. everywhere was it. fantastic. Now, we'll go on a listener question from SD Benny, who's come through the Twitter. I'm not sure if that's his rap name, but it's great. <laughs> Are you expecting any coaching changes additions at Carlton? Uh, that is a good question. There has been that raised, but I'm not expecting any significant changes. Brian Cook made the point midway through the season when the Blues were battling that there might be football department changes, but their brilliant run home in at the end of the season to make a preliminary final uh, actually gets to pretty certain that they're going to hang on to their coaching staff unless someone wants to leave. Yeah, I agree. And it's the last listener question from Pete to Pete, because yeah, I think right. you're, you're in a really good position yeah, to answer better this Better than one. LEG, Pete G. Pete G, is that, is that another one, another rap <laughs> name? But I'm going to throw to you on this, because you've been following this one really closely. What's the latest on Dersma possibly choosing Essendon? Well, he wants to be traded to Essendon. I'm not he sure does. if he's put in his formal trade request yet, but he certainly wants to get to Essendon from Port Adelaide, which will... And Port Adelaide have softened their stance. I reckon about four or five weeks ago, they were, no, we definitely want to hold, hold on to Xavier Dersma. Then they've realised that three players have wanted to get to their club. So they've decided, probably had Ollie Wines looking around, not a lot of interest. And then Xavier Dersma, if he was open to a move back to Victoria, potentially his brother gets drafted to a Victorian club. Mm. Um, you know, he'd obviously like to, he's a Gippsland boy, but he'd like to be back in the town. So... He'll be trying to get to Essendon during this trade period without any question. And I think he's a good pickup for the Bombers who look to build some depth 
in the, the real obvious one here as well is we know Dersma wants to get to Essendon. Bombers defender Zerk Thatcher wants to get to Port Correct. Adelaide. Is it a simple player for player? Old school. Are yeah. we going to go old school player for player? I would love to see that. I haven't can't remember seeing one since Lewis Jetta and Callum Sinclair, West Coast, Sydney. That was the last that I can recall. I might be wrong on that. It's risky, isn't it? Because if you get it wrong, you look silly if you're the one that doesn't get the good player out. Well, so. yeah. No, well, the, the other ones were like Travis Varco, Mitch Clark, and someone else that I can't recall went uh, swapped Heredia Lumumba. How could you forget Heredia? Yeah, no. And that was, a, that was an interesting deal that often gets mentioned, um, mm. and probably Trav Varco was the winner there. But, yeah, I love them. I reckon they're great, the old school. Justin Sh- Reid, the Adelaide List boss, said today he yeah. wants it to go back to that too. Yeah. Shannon Gibson and Paul Sharkey is one of my favourites, Collingwood Hawthorne. Well, Reid has a he's a vested interest in this one, though. He wants yeah. Harry Petty or Tom Sparrow yeah, in, in return for Shane McAdam, which I don't think is going to happen. Well, day one's always pretty exciting. It's a bit like the Test match. It's off to a flyer and then it'll settle into a bit of a groove this week. I can't wait so, for the midweek stalling tactics yeah, where it goes nowhere. Correct. So that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you head to theage.com.au slash AFL for all the most up-to-date news and analysis throughout the trade period, including our live coverage from 9am each weekday. If you have any question, you can send it through via email, realfootypod at theage.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and join us again tomorrow for another trade update. We'll catch you then. Thanks, Pete.